Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Director of Marketing. Our goal here is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. Today, we are celebrating our 100th episode of our Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing. My name is Julie Walker, and I have had the privilege over these past several months and years to be a part of this podcast journey with Andrew. Today, we have a very special episode for you. It's a radio drama, so gather around the radio or computer or iPad, dim the lights, sit back, and enjoy the show. I'll be back with Andrew at the end to share a few closing thoughts. Hi, I'm Penelope. Are you, like, excited for the class? Um, no. Ah. <clears throat> I'm Dirk. You're not excited? I'm a non-writer. A non-writer? You mean you don't want anyone to know what you say, like, a hundred years from now? Don't you want to change the world, you know? I don't want to know what I say a hundred years from now. But don't you want to be known as a thought leader, you know? Like someone who feels and writes amazing ideas? Writing sucks the life out of me. Not me. My heart is like so full that if I couldn't write it all down, I think I would burst. I can't stand the idea of my feelings going unheard, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so how long have you been like a non-writer? Always. I never know what to write. I always know what to write. I have tons of things to say, but I don't really worry if they're good or not. You know, my teachers never seem to like what I write. They don't really understand me. But I don't let that bother me. I can't let anyone suppress my creativity. I want to, like, change the world. You want to change the world? Exactly! That's exactly what I want, and that's exactly what I mean! If no one understands what you write, what's the point? They won't listen to you. People should try harder. I pour my heart out onto the pages. I'm going to, like, change the world. If the occasional teacher doesn't recognize how passionate I am, then, you know, I'm all like, who needs them anyway? Uh-huh. Oh, the teacher's coming! Hello, kids. My name is Andrew Pudua. I'm the director of the Institute for Excellence in Writing. And you have been brought here, I would assume, by your parents to suffer, I mean, experience a writing class in structure and style. I don't know what great sins you've committed to have to endure this type of torture. I mean, teaching. But in any case, welcome. I'm just curious to know, how many of you like writing? You like writing so well, you would do it in your spare time if you had any. Me? Okay, that's lovely. How many of you dislike writing? In fact, you'd probably rather wash the dishes or scrub the floors than have to write a few paragraphs. I'd probably eat eggplant. You'd eat eggplant? Instead of writing, any day. That's a pretty serious thing. Dirk is your name? That's right. Dirk. All right. And you're Penelope. Yes. And uh, we have a few other students here. So today, we're going to try to break some new ground. 
we don't want to do the same old, same old with keyword outline, story sequence chart, topic clincher on boring stuff like sea snakes. So I thought we'd learn a couple new words. Let me write them down for you here. Encomium and invective. It's always nice to learn a couple new words, isn't it? Let's say them together. Encomium. Enconium. And invective. Invective. In, not infective. That's what a disease would be. Invective with a V. Invective. Yes. So encomium is when you find something to praise and you praise it. Invective is when you find something to condemn and you condemn it. These are two of the ancient rhetoric exercises. So young people such as yourself back in ancient Greece or Rome would go through a series of exercises. Start out with retelling a fable and then they would help you take a long thing and make it short, take a short thing and make it long, and then you'd start applying to things like commentaries, things you would like to praise and praise, things you would like to condemn and condemn. Which do you think you'd like? Who would like to praise? I think I would. You would. Anyone like to condemn? Yeah. It's actually more fun. Yes, that's what I've found, but that's okay. What we've got here then is some ideas. We want to come up with some ideas. So if you were to come up with a few ideas of things that you you could praise, what might that be? Just shout them out. I think maybe makeup. Okay, makeup. All right, makeup. Uh, what else? Uh, I love Nerf guns and four-wheelers. Okay, Nerf guns, four-wheelers, great. Let's see, what else could we come up with here? That you, you could, Something you could praise, uh, something worthy of praise. Um, maybe Josh's snow cone? Okay, Josh's snow cone, excellent, good. Anything else you could come up with there that's worthy of praise? Nerf guns on four-wheelers. <laughs> yes, that's, that's good. Very creative. Uh, wonderful. Okay, uh, any other ideas floating around? Anyone else have uh, oh, a thought? Yeah. I have one. Changing the world. Okay, good. Changing the world. That would be a praiseworthy thing to do. Yes, uh, we'll contemplate how that could possibly be done. All right, how about uh, let's make a little list here on the board here. Things that might be something you could condemn. Things that are worthy of being criticized, condemned, put in their place. Writing. Writing. Well, okay, yes, all right, let's put that down. Writing, got that. Um, Nerf guns on four-wheelers. Makeup. Oh, this is interesting. We are really running some parallel lists here. Well, I think this shows us that one woman's encomium could become another man's invective. To paraphrase, all right, uh, anything else? Uh, praiseworthy, uh, maybe, or, or no, we're, we're in condemn, right? Yes, we're, we're still on the invective side. Uh, what, what more could you perhaps slam into? And don't get political. We don't want this to get political. So keep it comfortable. Um, I think being boring should be condemned. Being boring should be condemned. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, b- boredom could be condemned. What else? Wearing a suit. Uh, now, just out of curiosity, I mean, what's your lo- thinking here? Well, 
Why should wearing a suit be condemned? I just... You could wear shorts. You, you, you could wear shorts, but, I mean, is there anything inherently or intrinsically condemnable about wearing a suit? They're ugly. And shorts, you get a good breeze. A, br- a breeze. You get a good breeze. Okay. All right. Well, this is very creative. All right. So we've got a few ideas there. I thought to kind of illustrate the process, I might show you a couple pieces that I wrote that illustrate these two ideas, encomium and invective. So my first here would be an encomium. Here, let me hand it out to you. And I'll just read. You follow along with your eyes and let me know what you all think of this after I finish here. This is called Ode to the Jalapeno Pepper. Ode means, of course, a song. And it's a little bit of an allusion to a famous poem, Ode to a Grecian Urn. Someone wrote a long poetic encomium to a Grecian urn, but I chose the jalapeno. So here we go. Oh, lovely jalapeno, your bite is my joy. Chopping you into omelets, slicing you onto pizza, blending you into tomato juice. I find your sting no sting, but zing. Zestily you adorn my sandwiches, bringing that life-preserving fire into my bloodstream. When traveling, I smuggle you into a hotel breakfast buffets where you magically turn the mundane cardboard of microwaved eggs into a mouth-burning mighty meal which well equips me for the day. You purify the blood. You stimulate circulation. You strengthen the immune system. But moreover, you spice up my life. Without you, how bland meals would be. Let us honor the great pepper jalapeno, bringer of heat and excitement. You like it? Yes, it was really good. I really like that. <laughs> it was okay. It's okay. Well, in any case, uh, it's an example of a way you might do an encomium. You find something to praise, and you praise it. Now, in this case, I'm I'm actually talking to the object of praise. Right? I'm using a literary technique of of projecting personification. I'm I'm making the jalapeno seem like a conscious entity that I can communicate with, you see. It's a little little over the top, I guess, from looking at your face. But anyway, I liked it. That would be an example of... Um, enconium? Encomium. 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 Yes, excellent. All right. Okay, now, this next one I wrote here. Let me pass it out to you. This is an example of invective eggplant. The eggplant is a dark purple fruit that tastes like sawdust. You should never eat it. Having virtually no vitamins or nutrients, it is good only for one thing, and that is torture. While ignorant or malicious people grow them in greenhouses, foolish cooks use them in salads and other foul dishes, which endanger unsuspecting restaurant patrons. Fortunately, its rubbery texture and putrid taste make it a rarely used ingredient. It only grows in the hottest, worst parts of the world, usually the same places where vipers and tarantulas thrive. Without a doubt, children should never eat eggplant because, as everyone knows, anyone who eats this dark and evil fruit will ultimately die. (laughs) Yes, so you like that one? I did like that one. Yes, good, good. I'm glad you did. Okay, so now it's time for you to begin the process of planning your own uh, invective or encomium. So everybody write down, either on our list or off our list, something that you care about, something you would praise and 
praise it. Go ahead and pull out a piece of paper and just go ahead and write that down. I love Nerf guns and four-wheelers, and especially Nerf guns on four-wheelers. First of all, unsafe. What if you, like, shot your eye out? Second of all, I just really want to change the world and make a positive impact on society, you know? Uh-huh. Okay, now everybody write down something that you, you strongly dislike, something that deserves to be condemned. People tell me that I'm not good at things. I don't like that. I put myself out there and people shut me down. I don't appreciate discouraging, pessimistic people. What could I call that? Hey, Dirk, what did you put? Discouragement. Huh, me too, I guess. Okay, so you've all decided there what you're going to go with. Dirk? Four-wheelers make playing Nerf more fun. Okay, Penelope? Be the change you want to see in the world, because, you know, I'm like the change you need to be is the change we need to see. Okay. So, let's go ahead now and go through the process of thinking for more of the content. So, in order to think, you have to get stuff out of your brain. You can't get something from nothing, so you've just got to find something that's in there and get it out. So, what do you think? How do you get stuff out of your brain? Asking questions. You ask yourself a question? Dirk, excellent answer. That is very, very good. Uh, where did you learn that? Hmm. <laughs> so, Penelope, uh, did you know this trick about asking questions to get stuff out of your brain and get it done on paper? Well, my parents, like, always tell me to stop asking questions. Well, I could understand why that might be true. Uh, perhaps what you want to do is shift over from asking them too many questions to asking yourself the good questions. That might work, but they seem kind of sensitive to me. So to get stuff out of your brain, to think of things, you have to ask yourself questions. So what are the big five questions? What? What? When? When? Um, who? Who? How? How? Which? Uh, yeah, no, which is not on the list, but we'll talk about it later, maybe. Um, how can I change the world? Uh, that's a big question, but I'm thinking of the big six questions. The five W's and an H. Okay, let's say it together. The five W's and the H. Who, what, where, why, when, how. Together. Who, Who what, what, where, where why, why, when, how. how. A little bit louder, a little bit faster. Who, Who what, what, where, why, why when, how. how. A little bit louder, a little bit faster. Who, Who, what, where, why, when, how. Good. So if you have to write something, if someone says, write about the chair, you say, well, who sits in chairs? What do you do with chairs? Where do you put chairs? Why do we even have chairs? When do you use chairs? When do you throw chairs away? How do you deal with chairs? And you spin some questions. That's how you think of stuff. Oh. So if your thing is Nerf guns on four-wheelers, right? Then you would ask yourself, who likes Nerf guns on four-wheelers? What exactly do you do with Nerf guns on four-wheelers? Where do you go with your Nerf guns on four-wheelers? And why would people like to have either Nerf guns and or four-wheelers? When do you do it? And how do you? So those are the basic questions. 
Now, there's another set of questions that can be useful, especially for you, Penelope. I think you'll like this set of questions. They're the philosophical questions, the critical questions. So, for example, what's the best about something? What's the worst about something? What uh, is the meaning of something? What are the causes of something? What are the effects of something? What's the value, the impacts, the ultimate purpose? How can I change the world? Exactly. Yes. So what's the best thing you could change in the world? Um, not enough people appreciating makeup. Okay. What's the worst thing that uh, is happening in the world? People shooting Nerf guns on Okay. Now stop bickering. I think that that was intentional. If, anyway, I mean, you should be free to write whatever you want to, but... You should also be sensitive to your friends and peers and other people in your environment. So uh, rather than picking on Nerf guns, uh, well, okay, what's the value of changing the world? Um, since we live in it, we get to live in a better place. Okay, so it makes, yeah, okay, so you change the world for a better place. Okay, what are some um, problems with trying to change the world? Some people don't listen to me. Like, I tell my teachers things. It's all like they're not listening. Aha. Uh -huh. But I'm a teacher, so I happen to know that sometimes it's possible to listen but not appear to be listening, which means they would be listening, and it would be just like they're not listening, but they actually are. Did you follow that? Then why, when I write a paper about it, why do they give me an F? Well, now, I don't know about that because, Penelope, you see, I think you'll like this class because there's only two grades you can get here. A, which stands for accepted or accomplished, and I, which means incomplete. It just means you'll have to do it again until it's good enough. Well... Since I'll only be getting A's, I guess that's a good thing. Okay, so now it's time for you to make a little outline, a keyword outline. So the way you do this, of course, is you have a thought, such as Nerf guns on four-wheelers in the mud is awesome, right? Let's say that's your thought. Then you just put down N plus 4W comma mud comma awesome. So you just take keywords from your thought, okay? And then you have your next thought. Uh, it is particularly enjoyable to shoot girls with Nerf guns and cause them to fall over in the mud. So you would write, enjoyable girls over, and you could draw a little arrow like into the mud, that kind of thing, all right? Do you understand, Penelope, how to do this keyword outline? So my first word could be change. The second word could be the... And then the third word could be world? It could, but we want to write keywords, not little words like the and in and on. So how about change, comma, world, comma, better? Then you'd have three keywords to work with. Hmm. All right, and then maybe your next idea is uh, we must work together to effect change. Then you might have work and together. You see how that would go? Yeah. Okay, so I'll do mine. I'm going to do mine here on the whiteboard. You work on yours for a little bit. And then I'll show you how we can help you make your writing even better. Oh, 
okay. Everyone's got their outline ready to go. I hope it looks pretty good. And so now we'd like to learn a stylistic technique. So the first technique we're going to learn here is ly adverb. Now there are some adverbs which are not ly words, such as well and quite. There are also some ly words which are not adverbs, such as butterfly and ugly. We don't care about them. We like ly adverbs that tell how you do something. So, for example, I write somethingly. What word could you put right there with somethingly? I write... Bluntly. Bluntly. Good, yes. Okay. Another uh, ly word idea. Creatively. Creatively, or perhaps... Tersely. Tersely. Dirk, excellent word. You have a great vocabulary. So you see here's a nice list of L-Y words that you could use. And so now, as you're writing your keyword outline into sentences, creating your paragraph, add in somewhere in that paragraph at least one L-Y adverb. So go ahead, give it a shot. Four-wheelers make playing Nerf more fun. Four-wheelers make playing Nerf oddly more fun. Be the change you want to see in the world, because, you know, I'm like, the change you need to be is the change we need to see. Be the change you want to see in the world, because fundamentally, the change you need to be is the change we need to see. Good work, class. I see some very nice writing happening here. And I am hoping that uh, you are able to find something useful in the lesson. Uh, Dirk, did you, did you pick up anything here? I wrote something that I like. You wrote something that you like. I did. That is awesome. I'm very happy to hear that. Penelope, what, how about you? What did you get? I think, I think that I've been writing for me, but without taking the time to really craft my work. Maybe if I did some of what you've been talking about, my writing might come across in a way that people will want to read. And if they read it, maybe I can help change the world. And I'm all like, that's awesome. Well, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, not exactly Garrison Keillor, but that was fun, wasn't it? It was fun, Julie, and I hope our listeners uh, got at least a little bit of a chuckle. But there were some real honest, stereotypical moments in that contrived class that I've seen again and again in real classes. So stereotypical. Well, you often have a student who has that ability to just spew Mm-hmm. and not necessarily a filter, and then you've got another one that's kind of dead in the water and no way to get started. Right. And that's one of the great things about structure and style is because it slows everybody down, gives them content first. Okay, here's my ideas. Now I can pay attention to how I write those ideas. As Penelope and Dirk both noted how the L-Y adverb improved the sentence that they were working on at that moment. Right, so our listeners that are familiar with structure and style, they, they will recognize the L-Y adverb. But I don't know that they'll recognize those two other words that you came up with. Well, encomium and invective aren't something that I came up with. That's <laughs> from the Progymnus Mater, the ancient 
rhetoric exercises used to train people to speak and write well. And of course, it is an exercise, but there are things in the world that need to be praised, and we benefit from when we see a good analysis and a praising of them. There are also movies, I mean, other things in the world that need to be condemned, and so perhaps the skill of focusing in that way will help people be better debaters, better critics, better students, better analyzers in the world. So just some little fun twist on the Unit 7 inventive writing activity. And of course, in a regular class, had we more time, we'd probably do a few more of the dress-up techniques and be sure students were having lots of examples and moving on there. But you can watch all this kind of thing on our videos, can't you? I don't know that we could, we do the encomium. No, 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 but the basic. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are you know, our sentence openers, our dress-ups, our triples, our decorations, absolutely, all sprinkled throughout our syllabus of structure and style. Yeah, so we've reached 100. Do we quit now? I don't think so. You mean we're going to keep going more podcasts? I, I think so. Do we have enough to say? I think so. Well, I'm glad you think <laughs> so. <laughs> so to you, our listeners, thank you for being with us these 100 episodes. And as always, we have our notes for you in the show notes so you can see some of these ideas that Andrew presented to Dirk and Penelope. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudois and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on this educational journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking.